Ladies and gentle bros, welcome to the No Soliciting Experience. I am your host and asker of questions, Rick Martinez. Let's be real. We all know I'm your favorite memester on the interwebs. What a joke. <laughs> Look, listen. Let's talk sales. Let's talk funnies. Let's talk about some successful people. Let's talk with successful people in this industry. Top performers, team leads, and people who are leaving a lasting influence and legacy in this industry. So, take out a pen and paper, jot down some notes, or if you're in the car driving, make sure you go back and take some notes. Alrighty then. Let's see who we get to chat with today, shall we? guys welcome back to the no soliciting experience i have the great pleasure of having river with us today river um would you mind in- introducing yourself uh to the people and uh, telling us a, a little bit about yourself yeah my name is river skinner i'm from born and raised in utah probably most people that are listening to the podcast i've uh, been really in sales my whole life i've gotten to sales when i was like 12 years old where my dad basically gave me an opportunity to start making commission off of selling watermelons at the fruit stand that he would, he would run on the side of the road. And so when I was like 12, 13 years old, I kind of fell in love with the idea of uh, getting paid for what we, what we sell. Mm. And so actually when I was working at my dad's fruit stand, one of his employees named Aaron Howard sold pest control for a company and then transitioned to sell satellite the following year. And he offered me an opportunity to sell satellite the year I graduated from high school. And so started selling satellite door to door for a summer, went and sold pest control for a summer, and then have been doing uh, solar ever since. So I started in door to door back in 2013. Dang. Nice. You started a year, year before I did. But you, you, you always knew, you always knew you, you were good at sales and then it, it just kind of made sense for you. I don't know if I'm good at it or if I'm just dumb enough to keep on, <laughs> keep on trying to figure it out and, and fell and fell and fell and fell forward yeah. i wouldn't say I'm the best salesman by any means but oh yeah just I feel like, yeah definitely i feel like that's that's kind of where most of us are at at least I, that's where i'm at i, I just kind of you know fell into this industry and i guess i'm just dumb enough to just keep trying and I, it's, it's working so far i guess <laughs> that's dope um dude so you go from you so past satellite and now now you're selling solar who, who, who are you selling solar with right now so I'm selling for Fluent. So Fluent's always really been a big smart home company. Yeah. And they've offered solar kind of as a side product that if a customer wanted it, they could do it. And so um, recently the CEO, Graham, just said, hey, I really want to get the solar side to be as big as the smart home side. And so he brought me and a few other people on to really grow the direct program for their their solar side of the business. So we started there about five weeks ago and worked on growing the direct side and building it to be as big as their smart home side right now. So, okay, dude, I imagine that's 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 a pretty big challenge, right? To be able to grow a company to the, I mean, because that's what most people know is just the home the home automation, the home security side, and then you're given a responsibility, kind of like an opportunity to grow. 
Um, dude, it sounds like you have like a pretty, pretty big growth mindset, right? To be able to catch a vision and then work towards it. Absolutely. Especially coming from a place where I was working at before, which is a huge company. You know, we were doing uh, the previous company I was working at, we're doing hundreds of installs, all the systems were already in place, everything was seamless. And so to go from that and kind of taking the risk of saying, Hey, um, I have a steady, like really good income here, but I don't really see myself growing here. Um, I don't see my vision um, aligning anymore. Um, and so I'm going to go find an opportunity where I can truly grow and to become a better version of myself. And I feel like this opportunity has really stretched me and it's going to help me become a better leader mm-hmm. um, and better in all areas of sales, right? Managing, recruiting, training, then obviously just putting in personal deals. And so it's been a really good transition, but it's been a very uh, challenging one as well. Yeah, definitely. Do one of the things you touched on and I let's, let's talk about this a little bit more. You, cause one of the things that, that I talked with Ian went recently about is the industry has been very jump ship, like at the smallest, you know, inconvenience, they're off to a different company where what you said was your, your vision didn't align with the company you were with. Right. And you took that leap to become the better version of yourself. Right. Um, what, what, what would, what would be something that, you know, somebody in the industry could, could take from this, right? Um, kind of learning where you came from to now where you're at right now. Well, I think, I think where I was at, I was at a company called Blue Raven prior to Fluent and, um, it was an amazing experience. It's probably the best. I was there for three and a half years. Um, I found, I found, that was the place I really found my first success. I felt like was at Blue Raven and uh, I have nothing to say, but amazing things about what they're doing. Um, for me, I think what happens a lot is in the industry, people are looking for the next best, best thing. They're looking for the quick upfront money, uh, sign on bonus. As soon as they get frustrated, they're just leaving and they're, and they're not really being loyal to their, to their leaders or to the company. And I think that the grass is greener where you water, water it. Um, but for me, where the reason why I chose to chose to eventually go somewhere else was because I, I felt like where the company was headed and where I wanted to go no longer aligned. And for me, I'm always trying to become a better leader and I'm always trying to become the best I can be for myself, but also for the people that I, that I work with. And I felt like at this new opportunity, I had more of my own, um, I could implement more and I could do, and my voice was heard. And so I could implement the systems and strategies that I wanted to, um, to help, to help the salespeople on our team, um, have the best experience that they possibly can. Okay. Dope. Dude, I like that. Um, and with that. Um, one of the things I imagine that some of your guys, and even you now, right, when you started it, you, you kind of knew what, what you wanted it to get to, right? You had the experience at Blue Raven and then you start from something super small. I feel like a lot of reps are like that. A lot of new reps, inexperienced reps, they kind of compare themselves to more established, like veteran guys who are just killing it. Right. And that comparison for, um, like companies, right. So what's something that, that a rep can do to just kind of ease that comparison or just kind of help them grow instead of like comparing themselves to, you know, somebody's already established. You know, you should never compare somebody's seventh year or their fifth year in the industry to your first day. There's just, there's very few people in the industry that I feel like just come right out of the, out of the gates and they just get it. Most people had to go through a lot of no's, a lot of, a lot of rejection, a lot of, um, hard times and a lot of learning lessons in order to become good at this job. And so 
I think when we're comparing it, we shouldn't be comparing like, oh, I'm worse than that person. It's just, oh, they've had more time. And really, you should just hitch your wagon to the people that are good in this industry. You should find someone that's better than you and not compare and say, oh, poor me, I'm not good because they're amazing at this. But oh, wow, that's, that's what my potential is. My potential is I could be someone that's really, really good and can sell lights out. Let me become close to that person and let me become friends with that person so that they can give me the tips and tricks that they learned along the way so that I can propel my, um, my learning faster than they did because they've already been through the, the roadblocks. They've already been through the hard times. And so let me see and listen to them so that I can learn faster. But I think the comparison game is just a thief. It's just a thief of, of joy and it's a thief of self-worth. And we shouldn't be, first of all, I don't think we should be valuing ourselves dependent on how well we sell or what our results are. I think our self-worth should come from within. And if we have true self-love and self-worth, we won't be comparing ourselves and, and saying I'm not good enough because they're better than me. Um, your self-worth isn't determined by that. Um, so I, I think you shouldn't be comparing at all. I think you should be admiring and learning from the people that are, that are better to help your progression grow faster. Okay. Awesome, dude. I like that. Just kind of, it just, it just goes back to the growth, the, that growth mindset. Um, which I mean, it's, it's almost in like comparison. I mean, it's almost parallel to abundance, right? You, you think of it as like, okay, like I can grow. There's a lot to, there's a lot to gain or there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to do rather than, Oh, like I can't do that. Like it, it, it's almost like for me, I see it as you have a very abundant mindset, which is, I mean, one of the things that you train on a lot with your guys, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think, I think growth mindset and abundant mindset are, are very, very similar. I think the, the big mistake that we make is we have this fixed mindset of, oh, I'm a 200 account rep if you're in alarms or I'm a 300 account or whatever the number is, right? In your mind, you just start labeling yourself as this thing and you're giving yourself your own limitation. And that's what I think scarcity is. I think scarcity is, is we are limiting what our self-belief is. When we're scared, I imagine, have you ever heard of the story of the monkey in the monkey trap? No, I haven't. So there's a monkey that's in, in the jungle, and these uh, hunters, in order to trap the monkey, put a monkey trap out in the middle of the jungle. And in the middle of the jungle, there's this monkey trap, and inside of the monkey trap, there's some peanuts. Well, when the monkey goes in to grab the peanuts, he closes his hands to hold on to the peanuts. But when he closes his hand, it makes a fist, and so he can't pull out the peanuts because there's not enough space in the, in the trap to let his hand go. And the monkey will never let go. And over time, these peanuts become old and moldy, but they never let go. If he were to let go, he could let go of the old salty peanuts, and then he could have as much food as he wants out in the jungle. There's other bananas and whatever else, but he chooses to hold on to those salty peanuts. And I think that's what we do with our self-belief system. We say, hey, I've done uh, 150 accounts a month, and I'm gonna hold on to that identity. And instead of choosing to let go of that old identity because it's scary, because it's unfamiliar, we choose to continue to hold on to that because it's familiar, but you're not living in abundance saying, hey, I'm going to let go of my old identity. I'm, like, I'm going to let go of what I thought before. I'm going to open up my hand. And when you open up your hand, you can let go of this trap that we put ourselves in to receive more. But we're no longer trapped into, into that box. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Dude, I like that. So let's let's – Let's talk about that a little bit more, right? Right now we're going through, I mean, once in a lifetime global pandemic, right? I mean, everybody right now has a scarcity mindset of like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like I, I fear, you know, 
because most guys, most reps, um, their their income is relying on face to face selling, right? right. Um, in this situation, how how could a rep have a mindset, or how can they um, grow their like a growth mindset, abundance mindset in this time of, I mean, realistically, just fear? Yeah. Well, I think it's I think it's really easy to get bought into fear, especially especially right now, right? Especially if you're listening to the media, if you're listening to if you're on social media all day, you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram. A lot of that stuff is just fear mongering to get inside of your mind and to control you. And um, there's a thing called your RAS, it's your reticular activating system. Mm-hmm. And the reticular activating system, basically, what's going on right now in front of our eyes? There's twenty thousand bits of information. Yeah. Our subconscious can always compute all that information, but our conscious mind can only can only compute like 80 bits of information or something. Now, the reticular activating system is basically downloading all this information that's happening right now and is getting what we need to know and is giving our conscious mind the 80 bits of information that's relevant to us right now. And what happens is if you're listening to social media, if you're listening to all this stuff that's fear mongering and saying, Hey, you should be, you shouldn't be knocking doors. You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing this. All of a sudden your reticular activating system is conscious of fear and what you're conscious of and what you're focusing on, you'll get more of that. Have you ever noticed when you buy a new car, when you buy that new car, all of a sudden you're seeing that car on the freeway a lot more. You're seeing that car pop up a lot, right? The reason why is the car wasn't there, but more or less prior to you buying that car. You're just now, the reticular activating system is saying, hey, this is important, so pay attention. You're now noticing that car more. So when we're in fear, it's not that there's more things to be fearful. It's just that our mind, our reticular activating system is saying, hey, be pay attention to more stuff that's fearful. And so then we start finding things that give us more and more fear. We find people that are going to be yelling at us more because our subconscious mind is attracting that into our lives. And so the, you need to train your mind to get out of fear not because there isn't things to be fearful of, but because you're going to be, when you focus on that, you're going to get more of that into your life. And so we need to be f- finding things that are going to be serving us, things that give us, that make us ha- happy, the things that make us grateful, the things that make us powerful, the make, things that make us feel joy, connection, engaged, empathy. And the w- quickest way that I've found to do that is to get into gratitude. And so I remember I sold door to door since 2013. I truly didn't feel like I had success um, for about five years. Um, never really sold very well. Never was able to grow teams. Uh, was really just banging my head against the wall. And I remember I was in Rhode Island um, selling solar out there. And I was, I was doing all right. We were getting paid a lot. So I don't have to sell very much to make a good income. But I was so frustrated because I didn't feel like I was living up to my potential. And I remember and this is my fourth year doing this. Like I've done door to door for a while. And I remember I got so frustrated that I like, called my dad and I was like crying. Like, I, I just want to give up. I want to go home. I want to find a, a simple job that I don't have to deal with this rejection. I'm just done. Like, I just want to give up. I want to drive home. And I just, I just hate this. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember him telling me, he's like, Hey, listen, that's fine. If you want to do that, but just go get a journal and start writing things you're grateful for every morning. And so the next morning I started getting my, I bought a gratitude, a journal and I created it as my gratitude journal. And every morning I started writing things that I'm grateful for. And the trick to the gratitude journal is not writing things that you're grateful for. It's writing about things you're grateful for until you feel gratitude inside your heart. The point isn't to write down an X amount 
of things that you're grateful for. The point is to get into a state that you're actually feeling grateful. And so I would just write things down. And it could be one thing that I can. I'm so thankful for my iPhone. I'm so grateful for my iPhone because I, I can now be connected. I can now do this X, Y, and Z. And I just continue to write about why I'm grateful for it until I felt gratitude in my heart. And just like when our mind is telling us, Hey, be fearful, our reticular activating system is, Hey, find fear, find fear. Like that red car that you just bought, you're seeing that red car everywhere. When you're fearful, you're like, Oh, I'm finding things that are more, that are always fear mongering. But when you train your mind every single morning to write down things you're grateful for, you'll notice that throughout the day, your mind will automatically pick up on things that you, that you should be grateful for. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that it's warm outside. I'm so grateful for um, music to listen to, whatever it is. But you're training your mind to get out of scarcity, which scarcity is fear, and getting it into gratitude. And when you're in gratitude, it's impossible to be in scarcity. Yeah. The quickest way to be, to be abundant, the quickest way to get rich is not to get a lot of money. The quickest way to get rich is to be in abundance and gratitude. And so that's what I do every morning to, uh, and sometimes I don't do it right. Just like everybody else, but I spend time training my mind to be grateful constantly to live in gratitude. Um, and I've noticed that as I'm more consistent with that journal, the more good things start to happen in my life. I start yeah. to notice that good things that are happening yeah. and find better opportunities. So dude, that's awesome. Um, and it's, and it's so funny that, um, it's so funny how, how you brought up. So recently, um, I was talking with a really good friend, right? His name is Dan Cranford. Um, and we're talking about gratitude, right? Gratitude, the law of attraction. You, you're LDS, right? I'm not. No. Okay. So call it law of attraction, call it religious, whatever, whatever you want to do it. Right. For example, how he broke it down to me is when he was dating his now wife, right he would get her like small little things right and she would just be so grateful like over the top genuinely grateful and in his mind he's telling me like if she's grateful for this like man i can't wait for, to give her this right so if you look at it that way right if you're grateful for the little things call it the universe call it god call it whatever you may be if you're grateful for the little things you're basically opening up yourself to be able to receive more because you're more aware and you're more conscious of the little things around you, right? It's not like the universe or God is going to, you know, send you like a ton of stuff, right? Something that you really should be grateful for. But if you don't have a mindset of gratitude, you won't be able to rec recognize it down the road. So by doing the little things, you're compounding that. And then, you know, once you actually get something that you that is really big in your life, you're going to just, you're just going to be that much more grateful for it. The, the universe will give, what you're also putting out so if you're putting out you know vibes of gratitude dude you're 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 going to be getting so much more in return so absolutely i love that point that you're talking about where it's like hey even if you got like a million dollars i gave you a million dollars if you were a person that was not grateful if you were in scarcity you wouldn't even care about the million dollars yeah right you couldn't recognize it as a gift it is and so when you're in gratitude though it doesn't even have have to be a million dollars it could be a tiny thing and it makes you feel like the richest person in the world and what i've what i found especially when building teams recruiting managing guys when i'm in a place of scarcity when i'm in a place that is angry or frustrated i notice that i repulse people people just don't want to be around me i notice that people aren't hitting me up to be recruited i notice that things are not going my way 
Um, and so I was, I was at door to door con two years ago and Mitch Matthews said, said something that I thought was super, super profound. And he said, attract, don't recruit. And I think so often in our industry, we're constantly trying to reach out to people. And I call it the NFL, the no friends league. Like you're constantly just bugging people. Like you're telling people you don't know, like, Hey, you want like this copy and paste DM that you just send people. (laughs) And I feel like that's that place of scarcity. Like, Oh my gosh, I need, I'm in this place of need. Like I'm just needy, needy, needy. It's like the girl or the guy for girls that are listening, the girl or the guy that's that when you're super or that's trying to get, um, date you when they're needy, you're just repulsed. You don't want someone that's needy. That's how, that's how it is with recruiting and with sales. If you're needy, if you need the sell, if you need the recruit, they're like not going to be interested in talking to you at all. But when you're in this place of abundance of like, Hey, I would love to have you, but I don't need you. But it'd be amazing if we work together because I really enjoy you. When I'm in a place of abundance and I'm certain about where I'm at, but I don't need that person to make my to make the team better or to in order to get my sales or I don't need that need that customer, that's when people started being attracted to you. And so I've really worked on over the past two years is stop trying to recruit and start attracting. Start being somebody that would other people would like to work for. Yeah. That customers want to buy from versus Hey, I need you. I need you. I need you. It's like, I don't need you. I want to be the needed, not the needy. And I want to attract people. And I think the big thing is, is people that are new in the industry, they think they need to recruit everybody. Like Jake Benetine was talking about on his, on his podcast. It's like, Hey, I'm not, I'm going to miss out on some recruits because I refuse to talk bad about other companies. Yeah. I love that because the people that are going to be attracted to the person that wants to talk bad about other companies you probably don't want them working for you anyway. Those are the people that you're talking about that just go and grab a sign on work for you for three months and then they go to the next company. There's no loyalty there. Um, But with recruiting, when you're attracting, I'm going to attract a certain type of salesperson that vibes with what I'm about and my kind of leadership. And it's going to be different than you and vice versa. And it doesn't mean that you're better or I'm better. It just means that we have different people that we attract and you should be recruiting and attracting people that fit your sales team because I've had really good sales guys that come on and work with me, but it's just not a good fit. And so I'm like, dude, you shouldn't be working here. You should go find somewhere else because they can fit you better and you can perform better other places. Um, but it's just make sure that you're recruiting the right people for your culture. Cause yeah, if you're, exactly. if you're desperate, it's, it's a bad place. And it's an awful place. It's, it ruins the culture and you get attached and you get attached when you're attached, you're needy and you're careful. Yeah, exactly. Dude, one one of the things that you touched on and I, I just want to echo it is attracting, right? Um one of the one of the recent books that I read, it's called the the third circle theory. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. I haven't. No. So it's this book, it one one section of the book it talks about frequencies and everybody's on a different frequency. We're all on um a different frequency. You can call it a vibe, you can call it whatever you want. Um and I imagine you've, you've probably seen this as well with people who, who you've worked with in the past, right? There, you come across people you just vibe with, you just click with, right? Those are the people who you're attracting to come work with you. It's because you're, you're, you're on that same frequency and that's, that's how you build a culture, right? So what, what I'm starting to piece together based off this conversation is in order to build successful lasting success with you your guys and a culture it all starts with 
you know, gratitude. I mean, that's really what it comes there, there. There's a ton of different stuff that goes into that mindset, but I feel like gratitude is big, man. Cause you're just attracting people who are just as, you know, gracious as gr- gratuitous. As grateful. Grateful. That's the word. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, man. Just, just as grateful as you are. <laughs> wow, man. What, what a mind part. Um, just as grateful as you are. And then you're able to build, right? Which is, I imagine, how, you're, how you've gotten to where you're at right now. I mean, I've been following you for a little bit, and I see you just always going. Lots of guys and just growing and growing and growing from that same thing. Um, what could be something that somebody who's listening to this podcast can start doing today to start building on that? As far as, far as growing or as far as um, raising well, your vibration? Sorry? As far as raising your vibration, as far as growing? Growing. Growing? Yeah. Well, I, th- I, think, I think social media is the most underused tool in the industry. And I, and I know you don't have to use it, right? Like you don't have to use it to be successful, but I think it's a huge tool that most people don't use. And the way that I've, I've been approached on social media and, and I've, I've reached out and cold contact to people too. And, and I understand that, but I think most people are using it wrong. They're trying to recruit, they're trying to recruit. And I think, I think we need to be looking at, okay, how can I create a, a personal brand? How can I be a marketer? Cause what your personal brand is a, is a marketing tool. How can I create a brand and market it on my Instagram for other people to want to work for me? And it's crazy to me that so many people that are trying to be good at this think that they need to be perfect. Oh, I need to have a nice car. I need to have like this facade and just be completely fake of who I am in order to attract people. Cause I think we want people to think that we're successful and what success looks like is a nice watch, um, a nice car. And they just blew their whole back end to get the nice car. But in reality, what people like is that people like people that are real and people that are vulnerable. And so I think we need to be sharing our story more. And that's something that I'm constantly trying to ask myself is how can I share more of myself? And it's not this big esoteric question. It's what am I about? What do I like to do? How do I share more about what I like, what I feel, right? The other day I made a post about how growing up and still to this day, I have a lot of insecurities. Am I worth it? Am I worthy of success? Am I good enough? Like all these questions that I have that I have these insecurities about. Am I good looking enough? Am I good enough at sports? Am I good enough at sales? Why am I not better at this? Why are other people better than me? I have these insecurities that I've been learning to deal with. And I posted about that on my social media. And it was one of my best posts I've done as far as engagement and people reaching out to me. And the reason why is because it was real and vulnerable. And so I think it's actually the exact opposite where you don't need to be the tough guy or the super rich person. You just need to be more vulnerable about who you are and what your story is and how you feel. And once again, not everybody's going to like that and that's okay. But there's going to be people that are like, dude, I'm just like you. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I feel the exact same way. I want to work with you. Let's, let's connect. And so I think just finding a way to just truly share your story, um, share what you're about, share what you're doing throughout the day, share what you feel, your thoughts, and people will love that and just communicate with people. Right. Mm. And once I've been doing it, I've been trying to grow my social media for the past two or three years. It comes to a point where I get two or three, I have two or three recruiting meetings probably every week just through people that are hitting me up. Um, people are hitting me up to go and sit down because they're like, Hey, I like your message. I want to hear what you're about more. Um, and so I, I have an inbox instead of an outbox and I'm just super grateful for that. And I'm super grateful for 
Instagram and Facebook that um, I was able to connect with a lot of the people that I work with today um, just from sharing my message and, and trying to get more and more vulnerable and, and express more of myself on there. So that, that's what I would say about growing is start sharing your message, start being more vulnerable, start being real and stop putting up this fake facade about who you think you should be yeah. and just try to be who you really are, you know? There we go. Dude, they, guys, this is super big. You'd be actually, you're probably not surprised, but the amount of recruiting DMs that get sent in all the time, it's just the same copy paste. Copy. Yeah. And, pe and people don't, people aren't attracted. Like the company you work for, the company I work for, there's better pay scales out there. There's, there's better pay scales. There's better, like you can always find the next best thing. People, if you're recruiting off of money, if you recruit them and somebody gets a better, gives them a better offer, they're going to leave. You should be recruiting off an experience and building a relationship and growing together and working as a team. Um, and I think that's the biggest difference. It's like if you're going to, like I have not given one person a sign on bonus um, in the past like 10 months because I don't, I don't think if, like, if you're asking for a sign on bonus, I don't really want to work with you. Like, are you broke? If you're broke, you're probably not, not that good at sales in my opinion. If you're, if you're good at sales, you should have quite a bit of money. I don't want to be looking for someone that's just looking for five grand, 10 grand. I want to find people that want to come on and add value and they'll earn their money the true, honest way. Maybe go. that's a little bit direct, but it's just true. I, I know there's situations where sign-up bonuses are, are, are appropriate, but I just think everybody's just looking for quick money. And it's like, why don't, why don't you just earn your money through sales and start the right relationship off on the right foot, right? Versus ask, 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 ask. Like Ian Went says, add value, then negotiate. Don't negotiate, then add value. So. Yeah. There you go, guys. Whew. That was, I felt like that one's going to sting quite a few people. So, I mean, it's good. It's stuff that no one really talks about. And I'm, I'm but, sorry, we're able to talk about here. And I know I just recently jumped from a company and I, I left, I chose to leave. But if, if you like that, I just don't think that's the right move. Like I know I did it and I feel like it was the right move for me. Um, and it, there are certain situations, but if you look at the best in the industry, the people that have built the biggest teams, the biggest regions that have made the most money, they're the people that have stayed planted in one place for a long time. You don't make your money in one, two, three summers. You make your money by creating a team and building, building something that's lasting. So if you're constantly moving next to next company, next company, next company, it's just a sign. I don't feel like those people are going to be the ones that are successful. Uh, people that stick with the company and build something and water the grass where they are. That's, that's where the people that make the most money in this, uh, in this industry, that's how they've done it. So there you go, guys. Where's, where's the, where's the bomb? Drop that. <laughs> Up the mic, dude. All right. So, I mean, you've, you've been doing this for a little bit. In this time, I imagine you've pretty had some, you've had some funny experiences. Um, what's, what's one of the more funnier stories that you have out while knocking or out while, while closing a deal? Uh, I think it was my second summer. I was in Oregon selling pest control. Okay. And I knocked on this guy's door. He didn't answer. His garage was open. But anyway, I just, I just left the house. And as soon as I got off the driveway, this guy runs out and starts yelling, who the hell stole my cat? You stole my cat. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't steal your cat. Like, I don't have the cat in my hands, you know? And um, he just kept on yelling at me. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to walk out of this cul-de-sac. I'm going to go a few streets down and start knocking. So I go down a few streets down. And I start knocking doors. And um, 
I leave a house again. And all of a sudden this big old truck just comes hauling down the road. And he just, this guy throws his car in park, jumps out. And it's like this probably 65 year old dude. And he starts screaming at me about his cat wanting to fight me. <laughs> just like, it just rip it into me. I was like, I was like pretty intimidated, you know, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm not looking to get in a fight. I'm not looking to get in trouble. Um, and so I was just kind of backing off and he was just kept on coming at me, coming at me. And so this guy I was actually knocking with, we're knocking every other door. His name is Jason. Jason comes up and just gets in his face and starts yelling at him and screaming. And um, they almost got in a fist fight until um, the neighbors came out and broke it up. Um, that, that's probably the craziest time that I've ever, or craziest, craziest experience I've ever had knocking doors is uh, this like 75 or 65 something year old dude trying to fight me because he thought I stole his cat. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to say I didn't I didn't uh fight him and get in um get into my ego but yeah it could have easily <laughs> could have easily done it dude I, did you ever figure out what, what happened to the cat you ever I, have no, there? I have no idea but I do know that I went back to what is it called correlation I'm not used to the summer sales terms yeah because soul is a little bit different but I went to correlation the next day and this guy named Jared Reed was like dude that same guy drove up on the lawn trying to hit me with his car because he just saw another guy knocking door door to door in a blue shirt thinking it was me. And then he tried to run over my friend <laughs> prior to him trying to come and fight me. But my friend Jared was like, no, I didn't, I didn't, I haven't even been over to your house, you know? And yeah. So he kept on looking for me and then he found me and tried to fight me. Holy crap. Dude, people are wild, man. Um, I, I kind of want to touch on a little bit more is, growing your brand right I, I think i think the first thing is what i was saying earlier right is be vulnerable share more of yourself you are valuable and that's what and so share more of you that's what the value is but the one thing that i do is i as i go on with sam taggart's or i go to your page and i'll just start following people that like your stuff that are in the door-to-door -door industry i don't like and unfollow i follow like four thousand people but i just follow people that are in the industry and that's the first thing is just be connected with people that are already doing what you're doing. Right. And so once I follow all these people, I start following them and I'll, I'll look at their stories and I'm just interested in their life. And so when they post a story that I think is interesting, I'll reply to it and I'll start networking with people. And it's not, it's, if people are doing it just to recruit, um, people can smell that. Like it's like, dude, yeah. this guy is just looking to recruit me. Just do it to get to know people and just truly network. Yeah. And I found that I've made a lot of really good friends that eventually we work together. And sometimes we don't, but I've met countless amounts of people just through social by just following them and then following their story and replying to them. And then once you start replying, you start having conversations on social media and it's amazing what you'll find. So that's the first thing is just go to these pages and start getting more familiar with people that are already in the industry. Right. And start listening to them and start talking to them and just start befriending people. Um, but the other thing is post consistently. And I think people look at, the actual posts way too much like you don't need to post the actual photos but use your stories a lot if you look at stories about 500 people every time i post a story about 500 people watch it mm -hmm. and so if i post 10 times a day that means people are thinking about me 5,000 times <laughs> throughout the day right and so post stuff and people will start watching you and then when people start replying to you reply back and start building relationships relationships with people but post stuff that's actually real don't post stuff if there's a there's a book called jab 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 right hook by um, gary vanerchuk your post shouldn't always be about come work for me come work for me come work for me 
add value. So a jab is adding value, adding value, adding value, adding value. And then the fourth thing is ask. So it's like every week or so after I've posted about my life and hopefully I've added value somehow by posting about what I'm learning, then I'll say, Hey, I'm, we're hiring. If you're interested, hit me up. This is what we're about. And then sometimes people will reach out to me and we'll, we'll start a conversation that way. But don't always be looking to say, hey, come work for me. Come work for me. Stop peddling and start adding value um, through the things that you've learned. Start teaching other people what you've learned. And peop some people will hate it. And that's okay. Once again, you don't need those people. But some people will love your message. And you'll start growing your brand that way. So I, I'd say post in your stories a lot. Start just networking. Start following people that are in the industry. Start becoming more familiar with those people and start talking to them and just becoming more familiar with the people that are doing exactly what you're doing and ask them, learn from them. There's so many people that are doing so well. Um, and they're so knowledgeable. This, this industry is so cool because it's not something you just punch your time clock in and work nine to five. And it's mindless. This is a constant progression in the shop. It's constant learning. And people that have been doing this for a long time have learned a lot of amazing things. And once again, when you get people that are good at this job, become friends with them, let them mentor you and ask them how you can improve. And you're picking up nuggets along the way to increase your progression faster. So, which I know that's not about growing your brand, but it is about networking. And I yeah. feel like when you do that, you are improving your brand because you're networking and those people are getting more familiar, familiar with you as well. So there you go. And, and it's just, it, it's so funny you said that because that's exactly how, how I built, you know, my page. I just went on summer sales fails and I was like, okay, if, if they like this, you know, super bland names, I'm going to go in and just start liking them, start following them. And dude, that's kind of how I got to where I'm at with the page. And everybody knows who you are, right? Like you post funny memes all the time and yeah. it, everybody knows who you are. Like, it, and it's awesome. And it's all built through this little phone. Yeah. Everything you built. I would never have known you if it wasn't for social media. And that, so I'm just grateful and I just appreciate you. Let me come on and talk to you and um, just getting to know you a little bit better. Right. Nope. Yeah, dude. Likewise guys, this, this is what it comes down to. I mean, just social media, how to utilize, utilize it correctly. Gosh, I can't speak today. Um, it's, it, it could be something for both positive and negative, right? Again, we're just, it, add as much value as you can. And that's what I'm starting to see more and more and more is on social media. Guys are like sharing what they're doing, how, how they're, how they've gotten to where they're at. Right. Just, just willing to give back. Cause the more you give, the more you give, the more you give, the more you give, the more you'll get right back, back to the universe. The more you feed back into the universe, the more the universe sees it and the more you're able to get back. Right. And that's what I want to honor and appreciate about you. Like, I don't know you super well prior to, to talking here. I, I think we probably messaged back and forth a little bit on Instagram, but you you're putting yourself out there, right? It's a pretty courageous thing to say, Hey, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to start building this thing. I'm going to make it something that I'm going to be adding immense amount, amount of value. And I don't know how much time you're putting into this, but I know it's on a short amount of time. I know you're putting it and you're dedicating and you're committing to a lot of time and you're probably not getting any monetary value out of it. You're just giving to the industry. You're just giving, hey, I'm going to take the people that are, have had some success. I'm going to learn. We're going to do a podcast with them so that we can all learn. And, dude, I just think it's so cool what you're doing. Um, and I think, I think there needs to be more of this. And um, I just really appreciate you. So, Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, dude, thanks. Yeah. I don't know what to say. I'm just – 
you know, again, I've, I've, I've been given a lot, you know, I, I grew up LDS, uh, not super active, but you know, there's this, there's this phrase that just always sticks to me, right? Those who have been, to whom much has been given, much is required, right? Yeah. I feel like I've, I've been given way more than I feel like I should have gotten and that I have received. So this is just my way of giving back as much as I can. And yeah, I mean, there is a, it, page does get pretty busy. Podcasts do take a little bit of time to do, but it, it's all worth it, man. If there's somebody that can benefit from this, benefit from, you know, me asking you a specific question that they need an answer to, dude, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it 24-7 if, if, if I have to. Absolutely. And, and, and the thing is, is you're going to get, it, it may not be, there's going to be something that comes from this that you're going to like, it's going to be a huge opportunity for you. Um, and it may be tomorrow, it may be six months from now, it may be a year from now, maybe five years, but continue to consistently doing this. It's going to be, it's going to be amazing for you. So I'm really excited for your journey. Dude, thanks, man. Um, and this, guys, speaking to who's ever listening to this, you, you, you can take this into your sales. You can take this into anything in life, right? Appreciate, you know, the person you're pitching, right? Put off a vibe of, of gratitude. And rather than say, hey, I need you to buy this for me, it's like, hey, I appreciate who you are. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to talk to me. I think it would be super cool and an honor for me to for me to service your home, whether it's through pest control, through you know adding a home security system, right? It would be an honor to serve you in a way to you know put soil on your if that way you have a steady bill and you have some sort of ownership. Your money is going to something towards some going towards something that you own, right? It would be my pleasure and my honor to help you with that, right? Yeah. And I think you don't even need to say that with words. It's, it just comes off through tonality, right? They say 90% of communication is nonverbal. And so when you have that energy and you're truly in that state of gratitude, you don't need to verbalize that to them. They can just feel it because that's who you are to your being. Right. And so I, I train my guys. There's, there's four different quadrants. There's high intention or sorry, there's intention and there's attachment. You can be highly attached and you can be lowly attached you can be highly intentional and you can be lowly intentional. Majority of the times we're very highly intentional, right? At every door, we're giving everything that we possibly can. We're trying to, we're trying our very, very best. Um, but what happens is, is when we're high intentional and we don't get the sell, we can easily go to very highly attached. So we didn't get a sell. We get a cancel. Something happens and all of a sudden we're super highly attached and all of our emotions are tied to that sell. And then all of a sudden we're like just defeated. And so what I, what I talk about on, what I talk about a lot is be highly intentional, but always stay lowly attached. Don't be attached to the outcome, but always be giving it your all. But if they don't buy, if they cancel, if they do, if you do get the account, same thing, don't get attached to the outcome. And so what I tell myself after every door I hit and after every house I come out of when I'm selling solars, I say, I love myself. I forgive myself. If I didn't get that, I just want to move on. If I did get the sell as well, what, what comes up must come down. And so if you sell a deal, don't get super excited because that goes right. You, if you go to a 10, you'll go down to a one. So I, I train my guys, stay between a four and a, or a six and a four out of a scale from one to 10 on your emotional level. And the way you do that is you stay lowly attached, but still always be intentional. Even if you're not getting sales, still be intentional but stay lowly attached. And that's the sweet spot. And that's where you're going to be operating what you're talking about out of that spot of appreciation and gratitude. And you don't need to say it. You'll just feel it. Customers will feel it when you're in that state. So there you go. 
guys, I, man, I, 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 I really hope you guys are taking notes because, and if you're not, go back and just, you know, re-listen to it, take some notes because this, this is straight fire right now. Um, this could be the breaking point that you need. Um, so I, I don't want to take too much of your time, River. Um, and I know we've, we've covered a ton. Um, so just to kind of close this off, I'm going to leave this open to you. If there's anything you want to expand on, anything you feel like the industry needs to hear right now, um, the platform is yours, man. Yeah, I would, I would just say just, just find a way to being, be grateful. Um, gratitude will kill fear. Gratitude, like, gratitude can't coexist with fear, with anger. If you're grateful, it's physically impossible for you to feel negative emo- emotions. So train your mind to be in gratitude. Train your mind to find things that are, that are going amazing in your life. And it's not this being positive bullshit. It's truly saying, hey, I am super grateful. And what people don't understand, if you're grateful for one thing, you're grateful for everything. Because it's impossible to not be grateful if you're in gratitude. So find ways to be grateful. Find ways to be grateful for the no's. Find ways to be grateful for the negative experiences in your life because those are the things that teach us. So train your brain. And the fastest way that I've found to do it is spend 15 minutes writing in a journal things that you're grateful for, but don't just write them, internalize them. And when you're operating in that state of gratitude consistently, you'll notice that things just start to happen in your life and your life becomes amazing. And it's just a thing that I'm always trying to do and I can get better at because I have my ebbs and flows, but I notice when I'm consistently in gratitude, my life is just amazing. And when I'm not in gratitude, no matter everything that's going right, I'll find something that's going wrong. So there you go. Sweet. Um, guys, dude, river. Thanks a ton, man. Um, I actually got to cut it short a little bit because I have a, a solar appointment in about 15, 20 minutes. Awesome. But, dude, yeah. Um, dude, this this was – I think I got way more out of this than I, I was expecting to. This this is this is actually super dope because this is what, what I've been reading about lately. Um, but, yeah. Um, where where can people find you on social media? Yeah, the, the main place I'm active on is Facebook and Instagram. Uh, River James or River J Skinner on Instagram and then River James Skinner on Facebook. Friend me on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram. I'll follow you back. I'd love to connect with you and just get to know you. And um, if there's any way I could help you out, um, let me know. I'd love to be an assistant and a servant to you guys. So dope. Sweet. Awesome. Well, hey, we well, thanks again for being on. Really, really appreciate you, man. Like this is, this, I'm super excited to go back and edit this. I'm like way excited. I'm super excited. Um, just because there's so much that, you know, we, we, we can learn from this. Um, so what I'll do guys, I'll have this up in the next couple of days. So yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in guys. I found peace in your bodies. Can't show me there's no point in trying.